Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another Locked On Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast. Podcast Network. My name is Zachary Bennett, host producer of the program by myself here in the Cumulus Studios inside the belly of the beast located in Town, Minneapolis. Me, Dinky, Como, right in between, somewhere in there. Here to talk briefly about the Wolves 92-84 victory over Atlanta. The Wolves improved to 5-9 and nine on the road this season with the, the victory over Atlanta. A solid win I'd say, although with the way Atlanta plays and the way they score points or have scored points this season and their lack of transition success in terms of transition scoring may have uh, had a lot to do with that. Maybe this is a matchup the Wolves, a, a good matchup for the Wolves, Atlanta is. But yeah, we're going to talk, uh, or I'm going to talk briefly about uh, a few things regarding the game and maybe we're going to hear from Tom Thibodeau. Not maybe, definitely. We're going to hear a little bit from Tom Thibodeau. He cracked a joke. That's what happens when when the Wolves win. Tom Thibodeau is in a better mood, or he, at least in this case he was last night. He cracked a joke, so we'll get to that momentarily. Obviously, it's the first time this season that the Wolves captured back-to-back victories. December 22nd. It's about time. The Wolves will go for their third consecutive victory, a very feasible task uh, tomorrow. Friday, December 23rd, against the Sacramento Kings before heading to Oklahoma City where they'll appear in their first Christmas Day matchup in franchise history on the road against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, exciting times. As uh, as I mentioned just a few seconds ago, the Wolves defeated the, the Hawks 92-84 behind a, a team effort, all five starters score, uh, Double-digit points led by Andrew Wiggins, scores 19 on 9 of 19 shooting. Gorgie Zhang, who has struggled of late, scores 12 on 5 of 10. Carl Anthony Towns, 7 of 16, 18 rebounds, taking advantage of the the absence of Dwight Howard in this one for Atlanta. Scores 17 points. Towns does uh, commit six turnovers, though, uh, much like Wolves point guard Ricky Rubio, who also committed six turnovers. A lot of... A lot of ambitious passing, if you will, in this one. The Wolves total commit 17 turnovers. Some of them could have led to uh, disaster. Some of them could have led to disaster, the turnovers down the stretch, that is. And that is what the Star Tribune's Jerry Zagoda asked Tom Thibodeau after the game. Stress you a little bit, still throwing the ball around carelessly a couple times down the well, stretch. Everything stresses me, but <laughs> you know, uh, it, you know, and again, you want to eliminate all the ways in which you beat yourself. So, uh, I love the unselfishness. I, I the, the intent is good, and just making sure that 
we're sound fundamentally in taking care of the ball. Uh, but I like the way we move the ball. There you have it. Thibodeau likes the way the Wolves move the ball despite 17 turnovers. The Wolves did uh, execute and uh, create 21 assists. I still have noise in my headphones. Weird. Sorry about that. Let's go right to the second half. The Wolves, after being outplayed in the third quarter, Hawks outscore the Wolves 25-18, to end up outscoring Atlanta 25 to 15 in the final frame. The Wolves overall in the second half outscore Atlanta 43 to 40. It was, I guess, throughout as as the fourth transpired, Atlanta's or as the I can't speak ever. I suck. As the second half went on, the Hawks' shooting percentage slowly diminished as as the game went on. The Wolves uh, overall, the Hawks shoot 39 and a half percent. From the field in the the second half in the fourth quarter, the the Hawks shot 33.3%, 5 of 15 from the field. And then in the last five minutes, the Wolves hold Atlanta to a field goal percentage of 12.5. The Hawks made just one of eight of their field goal attempts in the last five minutes, going 0 for 4 from the three-point line and, and 2 of 4 from the charity stripe. It was... Uh, a Dennis Schroeder lay-in with just under a minute to play that made the score 88-84, to bringing Atlanta within uh, four. But that was the only uh, field goal that they converted in the final five minutes of the game. The Hawks are forced down the stretch to play the foul game. Minnesota hits their free throws, going uh, three or four in the final five minutes. And ultimately closing the door and and sealing the victory. The Wolves definitely have the Hawks number, I guess. Three straight victories going back to last season, potentially even more. I didn't bother checking, but they swept the season series last year. Off to a good start in this one. I know they play them in, in the coming weeks again at Target Center, but good to get a win, obviously. Good to capture a second victory in a row, gain some of the proverbial momentum. Going into the holidays in in preparation for for the big marquee matchup coming on on Christmas Day against the Thunder. What made this a, a good matchup for the Wolves, though, was uh, Atlanta's inability to capitalize in transition situations. The Hawks score nine point uh, a point. Se- Here we go, point nine seven five points per possession in transition opportunities. This season, that's 28th in the league. That's very, very poor. They're just uh, below average in terms of how many of their possessions are transition, 20, 23rd in that regard. So, and and the Hawks' struggles in transition, and they're not so much struggles. i got to watch what I say. The Hawks choose to be a half-court team, uh, largely because of the components that they have. Dwight Howard, an excellent pick-and-roll dive player, setting a screen, diving towards the basket. He really made his mark in, in that area when he was with Orlando. Stan Van Gundy deployed him in, in such a manner that they uh, were able to ride that train until the, the finals. But So the Hawks, it's not so much that they struggle to capitalize in those situations. They score 45.5% of the time, which isn't great, and their turnover Percentage is relatively high, 16.6, which is lower than the Wolves. So they are 
among the bottom of the barrel in, in terms of turnover percentage and transition situations. But keep in mind that they elect to run a half-court offense because of the, the players that they have, Dwight Howard, Kyle Korver, et cetera, et cetera. And so that uh, ended up being fast break point. Fast break points ended up being a, a key uh, stat in the Wolves' victory over Atlanta. Atlanta didn't score any. The Wolves scored four. Uh, Wolves' opponents this season are uh, are flourishing in transition opportunities. I've harped on it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again on this podcast. The Wolves ranked 29th in transition defense in terms of points per possession given up. The Wolves are among the bottom 10 in the league in terms of opponents' fast break points per 48 minutes, allowing 13.4 points per game. That number dropped after giving up none to Atlanta. So uh, credit to the Wolves for doing what they, uh, you know, they they did well enough to prevent Atlanta from scoring in transition, albeit perhaps Atlanta didn't uh, try to make the most of their opportunities in that area. Take a break for a minute, talk about SeatGeek. You know SeatGeek, it's the easiest way to find tickets for all the games, NBA, NFL, whatever, whatever sport, whatever your flavor. It's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value with SeatGeek. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way to find and buy tickets. I can be anywhere and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for any games, whether it be this weekend or down the road, April, June, whatever. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek, SeatGeek compares the prices from all around the Internet by searching multiple ticket sites. And prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will aggregate all of them and, and display the tickets you want at the lowest available price. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Listeners of the listener, those who listen to the Locked On Wolves podcast get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's the deal. Here's what you need to do. This is what needs to happen. To get your $20 rebate, download the SeatGeek app. Enter the, enter, uh, or go to the settings, rather. I'm sorry. Go to the settings. Click add a promo code. Enter promo code L-O-Wolves. It's easy to remember. It's the initials of this program. L-O Wolves is the promo code. After you've made your first purchase, SeatGeek will send you 20 bucks. And with uh, with ticket prices uh, the way they are at, at Target Center, you could probably get a, a hefty discount. You basically get your money back if you are sitting in the upper level. But uh, again, SeatGeek will help you find tickets wherever you want to sit, from the uh, section full of the beautiful people to the upper deck, wherever. Uh, SeatGeek is... The way to go. Back to basketball. The Wolves with the victory pull within two and a half games of Portland for that eighth seed in the Western Conference. Shockingly enough, I saw, I think it was Drew Mawald on on Twitter, known, uh, relatively prominent member of the Wolves Twitterverse, said it best, it's time to be overly optimistic. I, I think that's fair. Uh, although the Wolves are only two and a half games back, they are one, two, three, four, five teams back of uh, the seat itself, if you include Portland, Sacramento, 
uh, a team that the Wolves will host on on Friday night. Denver, both twelve and seventeen. Los Angeles, eleven and twenty. They've been falling after uh, a hot start. They're one and nine in their last ten games. The New Orleans Pelicans didn't get off to a great start this season. I don't think that's any secret. They battled back for a while. They're three and seven in their last ten. The Wolves are are four and six in their last ten, and and at nineteen and nineteen, not entirely out of that postseason race yet. So it'll be it'll be interesting. A, a phrase so commonly used in this business. It'll be obviously compelling, if nothing else, to see if the Wolves can take these few wins, learn from them, grow from them, and begin to to turn things around. The upcoming schedule is not as daunting as it has been for the previous 10, 15 games, what have you. Sacramento, very the Wolves blew a matchup on the road against them very early in the season, losing uh, 106-103 to in in the second game of the year. Definitely a game that they had within their clutches, but uh, let slip away at the end. They're at Oklahoma City on Christmas Day, as I, I mentioned before. That will be a tough one. I think the Wolves were handedly defeated by the Thunder back on back in November, one twelve uh, to ninety two. That game was never really in question. Then Atlanta comes to town the day after, December twenty sixth. Wolves just beat them. Well, who's to say they can't beat them again? Then they're at Denver. Another opportunity to make up ground against a team who's in front of them in the standings. They come back at home against Milwaukee, at home against Portland, another team that they can catch ground on with a victory. They're on the road then against the Sixers, on the road against the Wizards. So some winnable games, very winnable games. Who knows? I'm not saying, I'm just saying. It uh, it will be compelling. I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think you should give up on the Wolves' playoff hopes just yet. I wanted to briefly touch on Ricky Rubio. We, I like to talk about him. The guests on this pod like to talk about him. He's struggled statistically this year compared to seasons past. He's seems to be an inadequate fit in Tom Thibodeau's offensive system. I pulled up, just for funsies, his uh, potential assist numbers, NBA player tracking data, you can find at the stats page at NBA.com. Uh, potential assists are defined as, uh, they're pretty self-explanatory, even if players miss shots, those are included as potential assists. Uh, Ricky Rubio creates 13.3 potential assist opportunities a game, per game. That is just outside the top 10 at, at number 12 in the league, behind the likes of uh, superstars James Harden, Russell Westbrook, John Wall, Chris Paul, LeBron James, Jeff Teague, uh, Tim Fraser, a big surprise on that list. Rajon Rondo, not a superstar, an assist hunter. That's basically all he tries to do. Uh, so for comparison's sake, Rondo has uh, 13.9, or he averages 13.9 potential assists on a per-game basis. And then... Points created off of his assists, Rondo, that is, on a per-game basis, 16.6 by comparison. Rubio's just under a point shy of that at 15.8. James Harden, the best, uh, you know, he would have my MVP vote if, MVP vote if I had an MVP vote. Uh, he has 21.6 potential assists per game, 28.3 points created off assists 
for him, obviously the focal point, much higher usage rate than Ricky Rubio. Uh, same goes for Russell Westbrook. Westbrook averages 20 potential assists a game. Uh, the Thunder uh, average 24.7 points off of Russell Westbrook's assists per game. So uh, the closest is, as far as, in, in speaking of guards, uh, Sergio Rodriguez, much, you know, just one decimal point behind Rubio in the potential uh, Assist category, 13.2, creates 15 points a game. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, just below him, uh, the point guard of the opponent that the Wolves defeated in Atlanta on Thursday or Wednesday night. That is all I really have today. Short episode today. Colleague, friend of the program, Cold Omaha co-founder and contributor Tom Schreier is at shoot around today, I've got to attend to some some things, some family related obligations. So, short episode today. I'll be covering the game tomorrow. Uh, Wolves take on Sacramento. Should be fun to see Boogie uh, Shabazz Khan, maybe a friend of the program, might not be former uh, Timberwolves employee, now digital media savvy. I think the director or something. I don't know. He, uh, producer of uh, overseas digital content over at, at Sacramento so he'll be in town that'll be exciting it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Wolves can can beat the Kings how will Towns match up against Boogie Cousin both uh, excellent very talented players so uh, tune in talk to you tomorrow this has been the Locked On Wolves podcast so long It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.